Well, hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Us Weekly's entertainment director, Travis Curran, and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Well, I couldn't do this without my two co-hosts. We have the woman who people ask, weren't you a hair model? Gwen Flamberg. <laughs> you know, I walk down the street and people ask me that. Like, everyone's like, what was it like when you were a hair model when you were 14 on roller skates? I've heard strangers ask her that very same thing. And the woman who people ask, weren't you in the parrot trap? Sarah Huron. What? <laughs> Why are they asking me that? Because you sort of look like you could be Lindsay Lohan. You guys look like you could be sisters. Okay, I'll take it, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, you could definitely be either one of the twins, but maybe more of a Haley. I don't know. We'll let you disguise totally. that. Totally. I'm definitely. No, I'm more Annie, I think. You're more Annie? It's tough. Oh. It's tough. You play I'm not both as cool sides as of Hallie. the fence. We have royal snubs. We have royal meetings. We have babies. We have arrests. Bail bonds posted while pregnant mothers cry at home. This is a very dramatic week for celebrity gossip. But before we get into all of this, uh, let's talk about what stories made our co-hosts go, whoa, this week. The story that just had that extra little spice that just got under our like co-host skin or just, you know how it goes. Ben Flamberg, what made you go well this week? Guys, when I found out that Pete Davidson, I mean, more just like us than ever, forget the Staten Island Ferry, forget his like any guy persona. Pete Davidson, just like me, and I'm sure a lot of you, wears skims and he loves to wear skims. So of course, Kim Kardashian, his lovely girlfriend, told E! News on Saturday, April 16th, Pete has the boyfriend collection, the t-shirts, the shirts, underwear. It's all super comfy. Every guy enjoys it. It's the most soft and comfy ever. So who would have thought that Pete Davidson would have an entire collection of men's body wear? I mean, of course, skims are like super comfortable. I find them affordable. Of course, Travis Cronin does not. I want the whole um, collection. You know, keep getting getting closer to Kim than ever via his skivvies. And of course, guys, if you haven't heard the whole story, go to usmagazine.com slash stylish and read all about it. You know, this story did not surprise me because I figure Pete Davidson just wears whatever people give him that's for free. You know, a discerning fashion mogul, I would not say he is sort of what's on top of the laundry hamper and smells best, I think would be a more apt description. But happy for him that he has the whole line of skims. You know, Kim K still waiting on my boyfriend's collection, but I guess you have to be your boyfriend to get it gifted. Sarah Huron, what made you go woe this week? I hope it's under, I hope it's what's inside Pete Davidson's pants as well. You know, it's not, but it could be. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Sophia Ritchie getting engaged. Um, part of me went woe because she's only 23 um, and she's been with her man, Elliot, who is a music producer for like around a year. Um, her and Scott broke up in August 2020. Um, he proposed on vacation and the ring is beautiful. But what really made me go, whoa, was Scott Disick taking to Instagram after being spotted on the beach in Miami with Larsa Pippen, who we know has a very complicated relationship mm. with the Kardashian-Jenner mm-hmm. family. Tumultuous now. Yes. Ups and downs, highs and lows. After spending time with Larsa of Real Houses of Miami fame, he took to Instagram and he wrote, 
in the 305, just call me good luck, Chuck. So obviously pointing out, making fun of himself that six months ago, Kourtney Kardashian, his longtime love, got engaged to Travis Barker. Now, Sophia Ritchie, mm-hmm. his three girlfriend of three years after Courtney is engaged. And Amelia Gray Hamlin, who's going to put a ring on it next? <laughs> I, am, I was shocked by this, but I'm just so happy Sophia Ritchie found love because it plagues me every day that Scott Disick did know her when she was 12 years old and was hanging out with her and then dating her at, you know, three days after 18, as he likes to do. So happy that this guy, you know, hasn't known her from when she was a tween and pubescent. It's it's a nice change of pace for Miss Sophia Ritchie. It's mm. also nice because Nicole, obviously her sister, Nicole Ritchie, we all know and love her. Yeah. Um, posted about it. She was on this vacation, I believe, um, and shared the news. And it's nice to see the family support because we know through Lionel's kind of shady comments on American Idol. And Mm -hmm. I feel like Nicole in general never really, she kind of seemed like distant from from Sophia for a second. Um, And she clearly, they clearly like him. The Richie family approves. And I think that says it all because you can always tell, you know, and it makes sense. Lionel Richie was thrilled that his, his, teenage daughter was dating Scott Disick at the time. I think that that totally checks out, but um, it's nice to see them embrace this, even though she is on the younger side to getting married. Happy for Sophia Ritchie and hope it, hope it works out. Yeah. Happy for Lionel that every time he does American Idol press, he doesn't have to answer that question in the most awkward way. Like, are you scared for your daughter's happiness and <laughs> literally. <future> life? <laughs> literally that's the question he got every single press junket. So really the real winner here is Lionel Ritchie. Well, the story that made me go, whoa, this week is from Miss Nina. Leaks. Uh, she is apparently suing the companies behind the show, The Real Housewives of Atlanta, for fostering and tolerating a hostile and racist work environment. Now, this lawsuit was filed in federal court in Atlanta and says Nene Leaks, who is Black, complained to executives about the years of racist remarks made by fellow housewife Kim Zolciak Bierman, who is white, um, that only Nene Leaks suffered consequences because of this. It names defendants NBC Universal. Bravo, True Entertainment, Truly Original, all the people behind it. Uh, We have reached out for comment. We haven't heard back. But, you know, it alleges that during the first season, which aired in 2008, the cast was planning to announce attend a barbecue and Kim responded to the idea with the words in effect, I don't want to sit around with Nene and eat chicken, which I remember uh, being said on that. Kim eventually uh, made racially offensive and stereotypical comments about the new home of Candy Burris, calling the neighborhood a ghetto and perpetuating racial stereotype in an offensive comment um, about a swimming pool. Now, there were lots when you you know lump it all in like this, there's lots of jabs of Kim against a lot of the women for what sounds like racially triggered attacks. And it's sort of just messed up and scary to think of that. And, you know, the story is developing and we'll get more on it once these lawsuits settle into place. Good luck, Nene. It sort of sounds rough. Well, let's move on to Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Now, we talked about last week that they met with the Queen at Windsor Castle on Thursday after during a brief stop en route to the Netherlands. A spokesperson confirmed to us this. They were, of course, going to the Invictus Games, which I'm on the press releases for, guys, and it's really adorable watching these. It's just it's great photo content. Best press release ever signed up for. Would recommend it to everybody. Um, Now, they popped in to see the Queen, and we have some information about what took place. Uh, we heard that William and Kate were away skiing. They took the kids away for a little ski trip, and it's just so 
happened that this be the time, but a source did tell us that William and Harry's relationship is still very strained and you know, there's a lot of pussyfooting around of did they mean to skip it? Did they not mean to skip it? Did they see Charles? Did they not see Charles? What do you guys think? I feel like these are the two biggest questions that came out of this quick stop meeting um, for Harry and Meghan to the Queen. I don't know. I mean, I love that they saw the Queen. I loved how they looked in every picture from the Invictus Games. They looked, they just looked so happy, these two. Like, they really, truly yeah. looked in love. Um, I also have to say, I mean, Megan looked absolutely beautiful. She also looks very realistically like a woman who just had a baby. Like I kind of love that she's not back to her super skinny um, Megan Markleness, that she's actually looks like a new mom. And um, I found the whole thing really sweet, really sweet. I wish that I would have been at tea with them. I love in the quotes from Harry's interview with Hoda Kotb that he spoke about how his grandmother, the queen has excellent an excellent sense of humor and approaches everything with humor. And he said something about how, like, you know, you get bored of birthdays after a bit, sort of alluding to the fact that like, she doesn't really care about her 96th birthday. Like she's right. like, sure, Jubilee, schmoobilee. I'm just going to go to Sandringham by myself. So, um, I don't know. I loved everything that came out of this. I found it surprising, but refreshing yeah. though. Agreed, Sarah. I agree with Gwen. I loved um, all of the photos of Meghan and Harry. I thought they looked super cute, super in love. I loved her outfits. Um, and they they have this thing where they come off really relatable, but also like prettier than all of us, but like not yeah. on purpose. Um, yeah. It just is facts are facts. Um, They're prettier than us, but they don't make us feel bad about it. Yeah, like it's just it's just jeans and, you know, what happens when you're royal and, you know, a royal yeah. adjacent or whatever. Um, so yeah. I loved seeing those pictures. I thought they looked great. I obviously have had a lot of mixed feelings about Meghan and Harry and their decision over the years and everything. And I'm happy that they did see the queen and are kind of making steps in that direction, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. I think that it wasn't not on purpose that William and Kate were on a ski trip. Um, <laughs> I don't think they were going to change their plans. Right. Even if this trip was in the works, which it might've been probably, I mean, I assume they have to plan these things pretty far in advance. They don't just go off skiing on a whim. Yeah. Um, Cause but, they do you know, still have the Harry security. and Meghan kept it clearly kept it secret from everybody because of their security issues. So right. maybe they didn't know until like two days beforehand because they're, you know, in the firm. I just also feel like seeing them at the Invictus Games, and this is something that's obviously so close to Harry's heart and something he's poured so much of his heart and soul into. And I think it's awesome, but I think it shows how much he does want to be part of this and doing stuff like this. And it just makes me sad linking back at how the compromise was never made on either side and how this all could have just been avoided if either side like budged a little harder, right. like a little more in my opinion. I obviously I wasn't there, but I just think it makes me sad. Um, that it got to that point. And it just shows that now that, you know, cause COVID was away, everyone was in their own world. Now that things are kind of getting back to normal, I feel like there's going to be so many events that they're not at. And it's just, it makes me sad. I loved what he said when he told Hoda, he said he feels quote, massively at peace with his new life in the US with Meghan Markle. He says, I don't know how many people feel truly peaceful. He told Hoda um, with everything that's going on in the world, he said that he feels lighter and he is starting to heal. Um, 
Um, he says, for so many people, it's about management. Um, but I do know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel for everybody when talking about his mental health struggles. It was just really nice sort of seeing them be non-vindictive, bitter people who were happy about their life, happy to see their grandmother and happy to support this charitable foundation. Great move for them. Can't wait to see more of it. Well, do you know who could really use a big jump in the right direction towards happiness? Black China, also known <laughs> as Angela White. Now, having she, a rough week. Yes, having Wild a rough, times. So attorneys for Black China and the Kardashians tried to cast each other as the villains on Tuesday as they told the two different versions of their story. Now, Black China is suing the Jenner Kardashian clan, a whole bunch of them, for $100 million for defaming her and ruining the and wrongfully interfering with the filming of the second season of her and Rob's e-reality show called Rob and China. Now, they cast all the jurors and Black China is really saying that uh, Kylie and Chris and Chloe and Kim and all of them stopped uh, Black in China or Rob in China season two from happening, which really should have been called, you know, China gets robbed because Rob Kardashian is not there and she was robbed of her career. She went to go from E to the Zeus Network. That's a really big drop and check for your reality TV career. But there is so much I mean, wild things going on in court. Now, Rob Kardashian released revenge porn um, of Black China, but, you know, she is not all innocent in this. She was asked about holding a gun to Rob's head, and she said it was a joke. Quote, Black China, it was not loaded. I would never shoot Rob or anyone. It was just joking, like, ha ha. Black China was also asked about the iPhone cord, which she strangled Rob with in a video from 2017. And she says that it was also a joke while trying to get his attention playing video games. Now, this is just, you know, minutes of her six hour testimony from yesterday. There is lots of drama coming out of this. But just given the first two days, what do you guys think? Who is in the right? Who is in the wrong? What are your takeaways from this day in K-O-U-R-T? My only takeaway is that, again, like, Everybody needs to be reminded that there is a child involved here. And it's just sad to me that, like, you know, it, it's become such a house of drama, you know? Yeah. I mean, listen, I watched season one of Robin China. I've seen every episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, of the Kardashians of every spinoff. And I love it. And the Kardashians are not one to shy away from putting themselves on blast in their drama. So I believe that they truly believed that Rob and China were in such a toxic relationship that yeah. it was not okay to have E be filming them. And I don't think it is a joke to have a gun or an iPhone cord around someone. And I don't think Rob would have said it was, it would have told his sisters or informed them about what was going on if he wasn't concerned. And I think on both ends, I mean, the revenge porn thing was so disgusting. Rob was obviously way out of line to post those pictures. But he has sort of taken, in my opinion, a little bit of responsibility for that, at least pulled back. Yeah. And does it suck that she lost her quote unquote hit show, which I don't know what the ratings for Rob and China were. I'm sure they were <laughs> enough to warrant a second season because that was, you know, E was the house the Kardashians were built on. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I do believe that they were like, this is just not going to end well. And this isn't good for the brand. It's not good for them personally. It's not good for Dream. And Rob probably didn't want to do it anymore. 
And I think that that's if the show's Rob in China and Rob doesn't want to be on the show and the executive producers, Ryan Seacrest, the Kardashians don't want yeah. the show to move forward. Sorry, China, but like you lose here. Like, I don't really get what her argument is that yeah. you like it, it. I don't I don't understand. China like, sorry, gets robbed money. because it is there was a restraining order filed against Rob by her in July 2017. So Ryan Seacrest and all the executive producers were like, we can't film Rob in China when there's a restraining order of one against the other. How how are we going to make a show about that? But you guys, we can't talk about this without talking about one of my favorite hot messes and the celebrity world, Tokyo Tony. We got a little <laughs> glimpse of Tokyo Tony, who is Black China's mother. She just went off on Instagram live, live on everybody. She likened the Kardashians to the Saw movie, Kris Jenner to Jigsaw, the main killer. She said she she vowed to, quote, get the judge um, and then trailed it back and said no one heard her threaten him. The judge disagreed with all of this talk and barred her from the courtroom. Even Black China's attorney was like, yes, please keep this woman out of the courtroom. I mean, not not a good look for Black China on her first day. Nuts, nuts, nuts. But wow, it's great theater. Again, there is a child involved. Yeah. I, I wish we could watch this. Like if people are watching the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard court case and mm -hmm. there's like been these sketches that have come out of the Kardashians and Black China in court, which have been entertaining in their own right. But um, I wish we could like watch this because things are obviously coming out in the press. And even when they were doing the jury selection, like one of the jurors, oh. because obviously I'm sure it was very hard to find a jury that didn't know anything about the Kardashians or Black China. Obviously, everybody's keeping up. Everybody's keeping up in some degree. Maybe they don't know Black China because they didn't get Robin China season two, but they they know something about the Kardashians. And one of the jurors literally was like, I've never seen Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but I have seen Kim's sex tape. So I don't think I could go through this trial without thinking about Kim's sex tape. And like Chloe had to like comfort Kim in court. Like that is a wild wild situation so i wish we were watching it but i do feel bad for dream i do yeah. too i do hope that the hulu cameras are in there though because this is a piece of the life that i want to see pretty sure they're not but we'll be hearing about all of this and don't worry we will be coming back to you with all of the things you missed from the courtroom please don't spell it with a c in terms of this proceeding Well, there might be another courtroom that is going to get our attention because there is a rough story following ASAP Rocky in Rihanna right now. Mm -hmm. Now, ASAP Rocky was allegedly and then not so allegedly because we have confirmed picked up by the LAPD following his arrest in connection with a 2021 shooting. Now, ASAP Rocky was in Barbados, uh, was headed to Barbados with his pregnant girlfriend Rihanna and was picked up and in handcuffs upon his return to LAX in the morning. Now, there are pictures of him leaving uh, LAPD HQ in downtown LA, surrounded by several officers before getting into a black SUV. Reports say that he posted the $550,000 bail after getting arrested for assault with a deadly weapon. Now, this was a November 6th incident with a firearm. Um, cops at the time said an argument between, quote, two acquaintances escalated and resulted in a suspect firing a handgun at the victim. The suspect, who authorities later identified as ASAP Rocky, fled the scene on foot with two other men. The alleged victim claimed ASAP Rocky shot him several times and at least one bullet grazed his left 
hand. Now, I just, I, it's never okay to shoot someone that shouldn't have fought it, but I just feel so, Black China now knows that from being in court, but you know, it's really sad for Rihanna. They just got over a cheating scandal. They were going to Barbados to lay low. And now her baby daddy fiance love of her life is in handcuffs for a shooting. This is just such a tragic unfolding of incidents. I'm sad for Rihanna because as I always say, where there's smoke, there's salmon. And this is just too many kinds of negative stories, one on top of the other that like, I just, this is not going to end well. Girlfriends, I really wanted yeah. to see you guys together, but maybe you should have chosen Drake as your baby daddy. That's all I'm mm. saying. Yeah, this is tough. I mean, she's like super pregnant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, she's looking like seven, eight months, right? Yeah. Plus. I mean, I don't know much about pregnancy, but she looks pretty pregnant. Yeah. Very um, pregnant. Yeah. And there are some reports saying, you know, she was at LAX not right. you know, looking emotional watching this all happen right obviously he's been released he posted bail for half a million dollars a little more than that um and i think we got to figure out you know not us but the courts or whoever have to figure out what his connection to this shooting was and how serious this is because you know that's obviously a really big deal but um yeah. i don't know the story well enough to know you know, ASAP Rocky's complete role in it, but yeah. I don't think they would arrest you at LAX for no reason. So yeah, peak. just a big disaster route over here. From when the story came out back in November, it sort of seemed like he was identified as one of the shooters. There were two other guys with him, so it could have been one of the three, but someone in that trio definitely shot this victim. There's no doubt about it. I think there's some like grainy Android video that came out at the time showing them running away <clears throat> from this, but it is just really sad for bad girl Riri, who got bad boy ASAP, and it's really, really showing that he is not Drake right now because of all of this. So just, you know, I hope this gets better. I feel so bad for Rihanna. She will, of course, be fine financially, emotionally. She is the most amazing um, and one of the richest women on the planet, but still really, really tragic to happen, especially when you're so pregnant. This is not what you should be dealing with. This is not what you, dreams are made of. This is not what dreams are made of. Not even dream Kardashians are made of. Well, we're going to leave the courts now. I'm just kidding. We're not because Johnny Depp is in them and he is. Where are our law Amber degrees Heard. at this point? I mean, give me my cert. I could pass the bar. Yes, we should get that California law degree for how much we cover these court cases and all the intricacies in them. Now, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard are in court with the back and forth substance abuse fueled violent behavior saying he did it. She did it. You know, there is lots of graphic photos coming out of Johnny Depp's injuries. Amber Heard is saying that he would drink and take drugs and hit her. Now, Johnny Depp took the stand on Tuesday and like even like quoted one of his movies in it in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It seemed very performative sort of actor monologue. But, you know, just reading the evidence about this case, it sort of seems like they were both really wrong and on a lot of drugs and alcohol and hitting each other. But I, I just didn't even realize how dark it was until this came out. Were there any you know, moments from the court case that stood out to you or just a vibe that you felt from all of this with our newfound law degrees? I mean, I'm not even going to go into the law, but 
We are a long way from 21 Jump Street, you guys. Johnny Depp just looks bloated and terrible. And he looks like someone that enjoys the substances quite a bit. Like, why did he age so poorly? Maybe it's the hatred in his heart. I don't know. They both seem, it just seems like a very tumultuous relationship. And again, it's like, I just wish that this wasn't aired. You know, it's like, keep keep your heroes where they are. Sarah, you could be a JD. So why don't you just expound <laughs> on the legal issues in this case? No, Supreme I Court definitely- justice nominee, baby girl. Yes, thank you. Thank <laughs> you so much. I accept. Um, no, I totally agree that it's both sides. I think that if I've learned anything from reading all of this and listening to the testimonies and seeing their faces when the other one is describing oh, yeah. what the other one went through, it's very clear in my mind that they are both in the wrong and that this relationship was- so not okay on so many levels um and that it was like the most toxic kind of love if you want to call it love um out there obviously anytime they bring up the fact that amber heard allegedly pooped in johnny depp's bed that always stands out to me as revenge feces it was called this week um so that's one but something i didn't know was how lily rose depp felt about all of this so that's obviously johnny depp's daughter not with amber heard but He said in court on Wednesday, my daughter, Lily Rose, did not come to the wedding. She and Miss Heard were not on particularly great terms for several reasons. Lily is 22 now. So when they got married um, in 2015, she was still a teenager, um, could make her own decisions, obviously. And I thought that was interesting. And he also said that the wedding was dinner, dancing and drugs, including ecstasy and mushrooms. So I think that, you know, like we said, this is just like a really, really dark case. Um, And it is unfortunate. It's all played out in the media, but like libel is what they're fighting about. So things that have been been said about one another. um, So they're too far into it. But it's really just sad. You know, you see Amber Heard's face when Johnny Depp is describing how he felt it. That kind of stood out to me, too, because it's more often to see, you know, a woman kind of get on the stand and describe the abuse she experienced. And I'm not doubting that Amber Heard was totally a victim in some of this stuff, but then to hear Johnny Depp talk about some of the stuff he went through and her face kind of be breaking of like, almost like acceptance of like, I did that. It's just so, it's so messy and sad. And thank God those two don't have a kid together. Thank goodness. Only with Vanessa, his ex-wife, who he has two children with, who he was married to at the time that he met Amber Heard on that movie and left his wife and his two kids for her. And then cue the toxicity and the dinner, drinks and drugs and dancing, which led to this. Um, Well, this case is going to be going on all week and next week. So we will bring you more highlights. But again, don't read too deep into it because it's real depressing, guys. It's sad. All right, let's finally move out of the courts. Just kidding. No, no, we really are going to move out of the courts. We are going to move to Instagram. You know, they say a picture is worth a thousand words, but this one started millions of Swifty comments. Drake and Taylor Swift have been friends for several years um, and have spoken out about their mutual respect and admiration for one another. You remember that Apple uh, iPhone commercial where she's running on the treadmill, like singing Jumpman. She name checked him on her album saying, I'm in my feelings like Drake. 
Um, and then he posted a throwback photo of them, the fifth in the carousel. And of course, the Swifties are all over it, talking about this means uh, this is my favorite fan theory is that because it's the fifth slide on Drake's post that this was going to be her fifth album called Karma, which was right around the time that she was beefing with Kanye West and Kim Kardashian, but then scrapped the album pretty much because Kim Kardashian released all of those leaked audios of Taylor and Kanye, which made Taylor look really, really bad. So she scrapped the Karma album and then put in the Reputation album. So I hope that we're going to get the Karma album that is, you know, a fire back against Kim and Kanye. I mean, Kim's going through enough right now, but it's more lighthearted. They have since made up for it. What did you guys think of the photo and all of these fan theories? Because there's so many of them. I love it. Um, I love Drake and I am a newfound Swifty in the last couple of years. Um, and I think that part of me feels like, you know, Drake was just doing a photo dump and found a cute picture of him and Taylor Swift and was like, this is fun and maybe didn't understand the power of the Swifties who are also suggesting, you know, this photo looks like it was taken and maybe in her 1989 era. And Sounds like something a sheeple would say, Sarah, what's right. really going and on here? She's in the middle of re-recording her albums, obviously. And I think some Swifties are holding out hope that 1989 is next. Um, personally, that's my favorite Taylor Swift album. So when I say some Swifties, I mean me. Um, <laughs> so I think some people think that maybe that's somehow connected. Like they finally are going to release because she obviously has been doing tracks, quote unquote, from the vault that she recorded at that time. Yeah. When she puts out the re-releases, which has been actually so fun and interesting. Um, but I, that's what I, that's what some people are saying. I kind of think that Drake kind of just posted this photo to see what would happen. But if he is, you know, if Taylor has gotten him on the Easter egg train and he's, yeah. you know, fueling theories and I just want to hear the song. So I'm for it if, it. if there is a song. I just love the power of the Swifties. I, I mean, I totally agree with Sarah. I think that Drake was kind of just like, you know, posting a cute photo and I am always amazed by like the Swifties finding those Easter eggs. I don't know that even though it was just Easter, there were any Easter eggs planted here, but um, it was kind of hilarious. Well, clearly you're all, you know, brainwashed because you can't see the truth of what's really going on here. This is clearly an Easter egg. Um, but, you know, all will be revealed to you. Of course, it's fine. Well, let's move on. We're going to almost go back to court because Sarah Huron, tell us about Ashley Darby and why, if you've ever seen the episode of Housewives of Potomac, you have really release the confetti cannons. We have done the balloon drop because she has filed for legal separation from her really messed up ex-husband, soon to be ex. Yes. Ashley and Michael Darby have been polarizing figures on Bravo ever since The Real Housewives of Potomac debuted in 2016, I believe. And Ashley is finally done. So if you haven't watched Potomac, you won't know that Ashley is almost 30 years younger than Michael and that he has been accused of cheating on her several times. They've then talked about how they've been in an open marriage. They've done threesomes. He's been accused of um, sexual harassment by Bravo cameramen, which the charges were dropped. Uh, he's been accused. But the of, video is there. Yeah, the video is there. He's been he was accused of, you know, grabbing Andy Cohen's butt jokingly. And Andy said, I don't remember that. But OK, good. I, I'm not <laughs> yes. mad at you. Um, they, he's been accused of being on Grindr. There have been a different Michael Darby accusation and 
every season and it just when you think it's calm or whatever something changes ashley has a baby then ashley has another baby like it's crazy so they have two young sons but she's officially donezo she um posted we decided to separate we are aware that there will be many speculative views as to why we've made this decision people will be quick to assume that the causes were too much intrusion by reality tv into our personal parts of our lives age gap issues cultural problems or child rearing differences didn't even mention the cheating there that's all i want to speculate about yeah. Ashley Darby. Pieces of all of these may have affected our pure love for each other, but no reason is the root cause of our mutual decision to go our separate ways. We are now both at very different stages in our lives and have different goals for our future. We both want the other to achieve true happiness and fulfillment and feel that we cannot do this together. So she is Dunzo. He's 62. She's 33. You know, cameras are rolling on season seven of The Real Houses of Potomac. So it's a win for us, even if it's a loss for poor Dean and Dylan. Well, this is such a great example, I think, of like what Gwen was saying, there's children involved. And this is so nice of her to do clearly for her children only because this man has dogged her. He has cheated on her in the public, caused her to defend him in all the wrong types of ways. But this statement just reads so kind and compassionate just because he is the father of her children. So I am just I couldn't be more team Ashley Darby. Oh, same. And, and say what you want about Ashley. She doesn't hold back. She's not one of those reality stars that's going to pretend like this wasn't right. happening. She's going to give us the tea. She's going to be respectful of her kids, of course. But like, we're not getting tiptoed around here. Like, this is right. going to air on the show. She doesn't and lie I, or try to make things seem like what they aren't. I mean, the amount of stuff we've seen in that relationship already is truly mind blowing. Um, so yeah. I am just I love Potomac for so many reasons. And now yes. I'm even more excited than ever. I love well, when this happens well since you do love potomac you will remember that when she was thinking about leaving michael after he was caught i think with the stripper this time and the stripper posted photo of him in his underwear and he said he just slept next to her in his clothes that she re-upped her prenup and she said if she had stayed five more years longer then she would get half of all of michael's money because in her prenup it was saying if you're with me for two years you get this amount if you're with me for this year you get that amount and they re-upped and guess what i never is guys this was in 2017 welcome to 2022 so you know those confetti cannons and balloon drops because ashley is getting half the fortune if you know that prenup is still going to hold up in court which i believe it will Let's move on to Timothy Chalamet. Now, this was so lovely because Timothy Chalamet was at Coachella last weekend uh, making out with a model named Sarah Talabi. And now she's getting threatening messages online and death threats. She released a statement saying, I've received death threats and hateful messages from Timothy fans. Uh, she says, this is not okay and it needs to stop. We're told uh, angry fans have been bombarding the 22-year-old with frightening direct messages and public comments like, girl, you better watch your back now that you're with Timothy. Knife emoji. Someone wrote, don't think you can just kiss Timothy and walk away unharmed. Someone else probably wrote, girl, I'm warning you, stay away from Timothy or else. A third person with a middle finger emoji. These are such hateful comments from the Timothy Chalamet fan. Now, I think she sounds so lovely. She is a Nigerian model. And when she was asked about making up with him she says 
um, making out with him, she was like, you know, let's talk about climate change. When asked about this, she says, please redirect your frustration to the fact that air pollution from fossil fuels costs the world eight billion every day, not to mention putting human life and the planet at risk. It's just so fun. Whenever she's asked about it, she puts it towards climate change. But death threats? I mean, what's wrong with her? This is strange. Well, it's just that like people have gone absolutely mad because they think that if they comment on social media, that they can make these like really violent and really um, ugly bullying comments because they're, you know, just trolling behind the scenes. But like, this is not okay. It's not cool. And I love how she's, you know, so Gen Z where she always turns it around to talk about really important issues, whether it be climate change, politics, what have you. So like, I'm here for this chick. I think that like Timothee should marry her. I agree. I love her. Now, Sarah, were you one of the fans that wrote these hate comments? No, you know, Timothy Chalamet, I I get he's for some people. I don't really know him. Um, So I wouldn't do this for him. I mean, I wouldn't in general, but um, I thought it was just wild that this model um, had a publicist in about five minutes and was, I know she's like a lot of followers, so I'm not trying to discount that, but I didn't know she was. And I got pitched her statement like 17 times um because of Dumois. So like, you know, I guess take advantage of your moment, honey, but like yeah. relax. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. I love her. I can't wait to see this. She's a Victoria's Secret model. So I just can't wait to see her forever. She sounds cute and amazing and I love her. And Timothy fans just really what? Like knife oh, emojis? Down, down. Timothy calm Simma down. <laughs> Sarah, tell us the non-comment and uh, non-information-giving quotes that uh, Joe Alwyn has given out for this conversation. Yes. I mean, Joe Alwyn, Taylor Swift's maybe fiance, longtime love. He has also been asked about her. So, you know, him and Drake, they have something in common. Um, No, but he did an interview with WSJ Magazine and they asked him whether him and Taylor were engaged because she has a lot of clues in her songs and, you know, sings about they definitely are yeah sounds like it it sounds like it and his comment was if i had a pound for every time i think i could have been told i've been engaged then i'd have a lot of pound coins i mean the truth is if the answer is yes i wouldn't say and if the answer is no i wouldn't say it's like joe alwyn like give us something i don't know i think it's so lame that they do this why wouldn't you say a pound of pounds yeah also that's right there weird it's weird. Um, so what I gather from this is congratulations to the couple that we're going to speculate wildly that they are engaged. Congrats to Taylor and Joe. I just hope they announce it. I mean, being secretive is one thing, but, you know, just announce it if you've been engaged for so long and do, do it for a charity, like how ScarJo and Colin Jost, you know, announced their wedding on uh, you know, a hunger, a hunger charity. That would just be a great thing to do. Do you guys know what it's time for? It must blow out your birthday candles because it's time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania! Well, we have four celebrities in the ring this time in two bouts with the championship. Gwen, first bout is to you. We have icon and one of my favorite ladies in the game, Jessica Lang, is 73 years old this week, and mm-hmm. she is uh, up against 
Tim Curry, who is 76 this week. Don't say he was Frankenfurter because he denied it up until about eight years ago. Super <laughs> weird, but 76 this week. I mean, this is a really tough match because, you know, the Rocky Horror Picture Show is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. But Jessica Lange, she was married to Sam Shepard for many, many years. So yes. in addition to being an icon in her own right, she was one half of probably one of my most favorite <laughs> um, artistic couples of all time. And living with that man must not have been easy. I've read a lot of his plays. So I think she's scrappy and Jessica Lange wins. Yes. She also, that movie she did with Gwyneth Paltrow, Hush. I mean, so amazing. And she beat the crap out of Gwyneth Paltrow. All right. Second bout, Sarah Heron, we have James Franco, who may be testifying in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case. Sources yeah, tell us he might testify. Yeah, super messy. But his it's his messy birthday, Sarah. Don't take that away from him. He's 44 years old, but he is up against uh, celebrity birthday boxing former champion Kate Hudson, who is 43 this week. I mean, it would take I don't know if anyone would be Kate Hudson for me. And James Rago certainly does not. So <laughs> Andy Anderson, how to lose a guy in 10 days. Kate Hudson. Totally. I, I will say that, that I threw James Franco in the yellow dress. Totally. In the yellow dress. She hit him, him with the frost yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I just put him in there to get beat up by Kate Hudson. Glad it was her character and how to lose a guy in 10 days. Well, Gwen, maybe the hardest question you've ever been asked. Jessica Lang, 73 versus Kate Hudson, 43 this week. I mean, Kate Hudson still wearing the gorgeous yellow satin dress, quickly fashions her hair into the best red carpet ponytail you've ever seen, even though she's in the ring. She bows down to Jessica Lang. And slowly backs out of the ring. So Jessica Lang takes it. Oh, good for you, Kate Hudson. Respect your elders and those who came before you. Well, thanks to Kate Hudson for being such a good sport and happy birthday. And thanks to Sarah and Gwen for helping me spill all of this truly piping hot and a little bit dark and crazy celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Brennan of Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, fame of your favorite celebrities. Because after all, they go to court just, just like, like uh, us. Actually, I've never done my jury duty, so I don't go to court. But. Oh, wow. Oh, Can't wait you're for your bench warrant soon. <laughs> I know, totally. This is going to be the evidence they play. <laughs> there it is. So thank you, guys. We'll be back next week. See you then. Bye.